0: Deep in the heart of Appalachia, guys set out on a quest to create the greatest podcast. i uh, sorry, dude.
1: I uh, thought we agreed on the correct pronunciation of Appalachia.
0: No, dude. We, we've talked about this. We've talked about this over and over and over. It's it's pronounced Appalachia. Listen, freaking angels and the women got together. That's how we got Bigfoot. That's how we got vampires. That's why we got all of this stuff. These... Ancient Appalachian mountains that are literally older than bones. There's old entities here. When you start finding out more about them, they start finding out more about you. Good Lord, sir. <laughs> this goose
1: has gone rabbit. And you think you're just going to run up with your little sword on the king of the Goose Squad?
0: Listen, the old entities of Middle Appalachia are unexplainable, mm. they are eerie, breach, and they are one of these things that will keep us, the hill folks, and the people who live in the area constantly searching for answers mm. that they probably will never ever find. And this is why we love Appalachian Intelligence. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Appalachian Intelligence. Uh, Thank you guys for joining us again. Thanks for being back here. Uh, Today we have David Weiss with us as our special guest, uh, more commonly known as Flat Earth Dave. Um, Dave, how are you, man? I'm doing all right. (laughs) uh, I'm looking forward to, um, I always
2: look forward to talking to people that think this idea of a horizontal level non-moving plane just as we experience is crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Now my- you might not be that guy. We're waiting for your co-host. Yes, my co-host Ryan will be on here any moment. Um he he actually he he thinks that it's just uh he he has a lot of questions about it. Um he thinks that it's a I don't want to put words in his mouth. I'll let him get on here. But yeah, put words, put words. In his mouth. <laughs> but for me, just just speaking with him, um, he seems to think that it's a pretty ridiculous concept and, and idea. Uh like I said, you know, Did, I'm Didn't
2: we all though? Didn't we all?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um it's it's one of those things that you know, I've looked into it. A, 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 I'm not going to say a lot. I really haven't looked into it a lot. I've listened to a couple of your interviews. Um, you know, I love Sam's show, Tenfold Hat. So, Eddie Bravo coming on there every now and then and, and going off on people about flat earth. You know, I love Eddie Bravo. I love listening to of his, his take on anything. Um, but yeah, I just, I enjoy. I enjoy opening my mind up to well, I can't say new concepts because this has been a concept that's been around for, you know, a really long time. But concepts that are fringe, that are on the outskirts and outside of the norm. But my co-host Ryan is here with us now. So, Ryan, Flat Earth Dave, I'll let you guys introduce yourselves, make your introductions. What's up, Ryan? Hey, how are you doing? Doing good. You sound a little muffled. You're using
2: an internal microphone? Yes. It's... All right. No worries. I think it's come the earbuds. Come, come a little closer to the camera so as you realize the earth is flat, we can see your face, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's the earbuds. His.
2: All right, no worries, no worries. Just, I, I like having a good audio quality because I don't have the greatest voice, so a good microphone makes me sound better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ryan, right? So it's, it's Ryan and uh, Justin. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's dive in. Yes, or do you, how do you want to start?
0: Absolutely, we'll dive right into it. Um, you educate the audience with with whatever you want to educate, oh. and I know my co host Ryan has plenty of questions for you throughout.
2: That's what I want to do. I want to answer questions, but I just want to tell my awakening story, which is the same as every single Flat Earthers awakening story. And in a nutshell, we heard about Flat Earth. We laughed at the person that told us. We ridiculed them. We uh, thought they were dumber than anything. And um, we all refused to look at it. Then, for some reason, something made us look into it deeper with um for me with a closed mind, I was going to prove that it was nonsense and prove the globe, and that's how you become a globe denier because flat is not a shape, right It was like, oh flat earth, well, hills and valleys, yeah it's not flat, it's level, it's horizontal that's scientifically provably so so and every experiment throughout history done by scientists throughout time uh to prove. The axial rotation of a globe or curvature of a globe, because you have to have curvature if there's a globe, I failed and proved the opposite. So, so Ryan, what? Why do you think the Earth is a globe? And here, I'm going to ask you before we go. Before we go there, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. And when I was asked these, I got them all wrong. When I was a glober, um, how? What is the circumference of the Earth at the equator?
1: Twenty.
2: 25. Very wow. good. 25,000 miles, right? 24,901 to be exact. We'll round off, we'll give it to you. Awesome. You know, more than most people that defend the globe. Okay. It's spinning at a 1,000 miles an hour at the equator, but it's only spinning like 300 miles an hour in Alaska, right? So each latitude is spinning at a different speed because its circle is smaller. The equator, the great circle of the equator is 24,000 miles around, 25,000 miles. But the great, the circle, it's not a great circle, the, uh, a, a circle equidistant from the North Pole from Alaska is a much smaller circle, but they still both go around once a day. So it's moving slower. So just wrap your mind around that when you think about like taking off in an airplane from Alaska, landing on the equator, where do you get the extra 700 miles an hour of sideways motion from? just to catch up to Ecuador. It, it, it's when you start thinking about these things, you're like, well, gravity. And then you realize that doesn't make any sense. And um, we're orbiting the sun at 66,000 miles an hour. Okay. We're chasing the sun at a half a million miles per hour. Right. Yeah. So our our model, they tell us, looks something like this. Right. Spinning, whirling, twirling, corkscrewing through space, traveling four and a half billion miles every year, never to return to where we were before. But somehow all of the stars reset every year in the exact same place, kind of like they're fixed in the sky, circling around us, making a yearly cycle, right? Just to put these uh, these um, motions into context, this is the hypersonic sled track. One day I'll have sound where you'll be able to hear it. And it's, it's, it's shocking how fast it goes. Mach 8.6. Now think of the Earth, a giant globe with water on the outside, adjacent to an impossible space vacuum, moving this fast. But the problem with imagining it moving this fast is this, we're going 10 times faster than this around the sun, and a hundred times faster than this chasing the sun. All of these motions are not straight lines. Because yes, when you're on an airplane, you could drink water, you know, you're fine, you barely notice you're moving. But if that plane was arcing. Right. You know, if it's in an elliptical orbit, speeding up and slowing down, you would notice these things. And we don't notice anything. We go out, you know, in nature and what do we see? We see lakes like this. Right. This tells you that the container that's holding this water isn't moving whatsoever. If you stomped your foot on the ground, ripples would go across. If there was an earthquake, the lake would go crazy. We try to jump out of its basin. But you have to believe we're going 10 times and 100 times in two different directions faster than that in an elliptical orbit. The, the, the comment on the plane, you know, people say, well, I'm on a plane, I can drink my water. Well, if you want to compare that to just the, just the orbit of the no, just the spin of the Earth, which is the slowest motion of them all, you have to double the speed of the plane. You have to remove the outside of the plane because we don't have a shell around the globe Earth. And you have to dive the plane down faster than a skydiver falls without a parachute just to follow the curve of the earth. Welcome to flat earth. Thank you everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, so listen, belief is uh is the enemy of knowing as crow triple seven radio says, and I had ego is the protector of belief, right? And we all have ego and, and we're trained as children um, to that, that the Earth is a globe. One of the first worksheets they give us is, you know, in, in kindergarten or first grade, is um, the orbits of the planets and the Mount Sun and the Moon. And, and they're, everything is globe-based because they're building our foundation around this. And we'll get into why but at the end. So the question I have to you, now that I've spewed all that again and again, is... What makes you think we live on a globe other than somebody told you?
1: Just the, the evidence.
2: Picture. What what evidence? That's what we're looking for. Let's go through the like picture. give me one piece of evidence and let's look at it.
1: I mean, the pictures the, and it's not just NASA alone it's the ESA European Space Administration. It's uh, China Russia
2: Okay. Yeah. Whoops. I, I I just vanished. Um, So here I am. So these are from all the space agencies. Which one do you like best? Which one do you think is real or which, you know, because only one of them could be real or none of them could be real. Those are your choices. These are from NASA, uh, RAXA, JAXA, um, all the other fake space agencies. No one's going into space. This is the blue marble, the one that was on everyone's iPhone, right? Look at the, the dimensions of, of of the Earth make no sense, right? When you look at this stuff, um, you start to realize that none of them are real. They're all paintings. NASA even admits that they don't have any photos of Earth. Did you know that? NASA says you know the, the um, rob simmons the um the he he's a a visual artist for uh nasa he's the one that created the blue marble and first he said well you know we have strips of data right with gaps in them and then we photoshop them together and then we wrap them around a um, we wrap them around a globe and you know and and we give you this this is not a photograph this is photoshop okay so Globe believers use photos of Earth, when NASA will never use the word "photo of Earth." They'll say images and pictures, and they admit to you that they're not—they're um, not real. And if you look at it, these two pictures, both of these from NASA, look at the United States here, and look at the United States here. Where are the rest of the countries of the world? Right. That is so, a good question. So look look at this. This is um, Mexico and Baja, and we can drive across Mexico and Baja and we could actually test and measure, because we can touch and you know be there, um, that it's approximately nine hundred and thirty-four miles. Well, they tell us the 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 diameter of the earth, the, the width of the sphere is seven thousand nine hundred and seventeen miles. So I should be able to fit eight and a half of these in between these two lines. Right? Eight and a half goes right off the page. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. This is what they're showing us. Now, some people say, well, it's a closer picture of the ball. You're not really seeing the edges. Eight and a half. Maybe you could say there's a a half or one more of these that's kind of hidden because we're too close. Right? This They claim this is a photo. Right? They claim it's a photo. Let me ask you a question. Um, what is harder to paint? This or this? Which one would be harder to reproduce as a painting? This one, of course, definitely look, the wine and the wine glasses. right, look at the reflections. this would be this would be some would say it would be impossible to paint this. Well, guess what? This is a painting. This isn't a photograph. This is a painting. This is a painting. This is a painting. Hey, Diet. Yeah.
1: If you can hear me, um I'm my earbuds are doing something really weird and I can't understand the word you're saying. I'm going to switch over to my headphones really fast.
0: <laughs> Go for it.
1: <laughs> I don't know what's going on with these things.
2: It's uh it's the it's the Illuminati trying not <laughs> to make you hear for the disinformation
0: every time we start getting (laughs) really close to the truth on this show we start having all kinds of technical difficulties Ryan's mind. look he's
2: got professional now he's plugging in the professional headphones all right but but he has a good microphone now well
0: see those have been on the fritz that's the reason he went to the earbuds hold on are we are you back okay
1: can you guys hear me yeah
0: can you hear us
2: He can't hear us. He can't
1: hear me. Yes,
2: we can. He's gotta go into his
1: can He's gotta go into
2: his settings and select. Can you message him? Go, go into in. Zoom settings. Zoom settings and select those headphones.
0: Come on, Ryan. You're killing us. <laughs> But no, what you're saying about the paintings of the Earth and, and none of them actually being um, well, I real mean, photos, he, I've heard that. I've heard that in several out, different places.
2: Out of the box, his number one proof is photos of Earth when NASA admits they don't have any photos of Earth.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which now, I mean, look, I've saw a lot of the questions that he had <laughs> written down today mm-hmm. and I thought he was going to come out a little harder than, than that one. Well, we'll go we,
2: one at a time. Listen, <laughs> I, I appreciate his ability to listen to my long-winded answers today.
0: Well, yeah, that's what we love getting people on here to Ryan. Can you hear us?
1: I can hear you. I'm so sorry.
0: No, All right. Good. All right. So welcome to flat earth again.
2: What's your next proof? <laughs> That we live on a globe, other than the fake, painted, admitted, not real images, not photos of the earth by NASA.
1: Um all the way back, what was his Aristophanes?
2: Um Aristotle, let's talk sure. about it for those of you that don't know. He um, was a Greek. A mathematician uh, 2000 years ago that noticed one day he could see the reflection of the sun at the bottom of a well, which means that it's directly above him. Great, great deduction. So he got a stick and he put it straight up and down, and there's no shadow. And he sent his buddy 500 miles away, and his buddy counted his paces. That's how he knew it was 500 miles. And somehow 2000 years ago, they were able to communicate with each other. We won't even go down there. And his buddy put a stick at the same time. And noticed that there was a shadow and he measured the length of the shadow, did some really good calculus, global, spherical geometry, and figured out the shape of the, the circumference of the earth, as Carl Sagan would say, within like one percent. Pretty, pretty good. And then Carl Sagan in the 1980s came out in the show Cosmos and beat that story into every school kid's head. OK, so here we are. So here's the other thing. Aristophanes had to had to um assume that all of the sun rays came in parallel from a distant sun right he had to assume they came in parallel when nobody has ever seen parallel rays okay and the other problem is back then they believed in a ge- supposedly the story is they believed in a geocentric earth with a with a sun that went around it well, if the earth is geocentric and the sun is at what they call an infinite distance, where, the, where the, it's so far away that the rays come in straight because you can't notice the difference. How the hell is a distant sun orbiting around a tiny little earth? Makes no sense. We'll take that off the table. It doesn't matter. Okay. So he measure, He says, all right, here I am. No shadow. Here's my buddy, Shadow, does the calculus, figures out the sphericity of this ball. Fantastic, right? But he has to assume straight rays, never saw straight rays. He, he has to assume, you know, they believe that the, as I said, the sun is orbiting the earth. How does a distant sun orbit a tiny earth? Doesn't make any sense. Well, here on a flat earth with a small local sun, here's Aristophanes, here's his buddy, here's his shadow. Same exact math. And you can figure out the sphericity of this flat and level plane. Aristophanes experiment which I contend never happened, even if it did, it doesn't prove that the earth is a globe or a sphere because it works on both. Welcome to flat earth. You have another. You it never <laughs> well, well, here's the other thing. Um, all of our history is a lie. I don't know if you guys have looked into um, the mud floods or anything. You know, All of our history is an absolute lie. And all of these guys uh, supposedly are masons. But I don't believe any of them existed. Now, I believe Aristophanes existed because there is mentioning of him in some books, but not of his great experiment. There was other mathematicians that came out of the same area that wrote books over the next, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years and never mentioned his amazing experiment. The only mention of experiment came out sometime in the 1900s. Okay, in the 1900s. That's when we, you know, we're we're just we just know that was not that long ago. I was alive. Okay, so. Is it a made-up story stuck into the Rockefeller indoctrination system to make people believe we live on a globe? I say yes. But even if it wasn't, and even if he was able to communicate 500 miles away, doesn't fit our timeline narrative, um, even you know if he believed the distant sun was orbiting a geocentric Earth, which makes no sense, um, and he assumed straight rays when no one's ever seen straight rays, we only get corpuscular rays, it doesn't matter because it works perfectly on a flat Earth.
1: Why? Okay. You've got Sir Isaac Newton on there, Galileo, Pythagoras, Henry
2: Kepler. Yeah, do you have these? These are stories that were presented to us. You weren't there, I weren't there.
1: Why would they lie about these people?
2: Why would they lie about the globe Earth, right?
1: Why why would they lie? So that that question
2: usually comes up when the globe believer runs out of. Reasons that he thinks the Earth is a globe. Are you out of reasons, and you're just down to why the lie? Is that your last question? No, I'm
1: just
2: saying. Let's let's save that one for last. Let's. Well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. If I could show you that it's actually the most relevant question of all, and there's actually a Mm -hmm. phenomenal reason, an important reason that you that is makes sense, then will you? Drop the globe, or do you have other reasons that you think the Earth is a globe? Forget why the lie. When you walk into yeah. a room and there's I mean, 20 murdered yeah. people on the floor, you don't go, "I don't believe it," because I can't. I don't know the motives, right? Show me proof of the dead people. Okay, what's your other proof? We don't have photos of Earth. Aristophanes is doesn't prove anything. And what was the other one? You had another one, but um, what's okay. your? Uh, next, next reason.
1: About, let's talk about gravity, uh, day and night.
2: Okay, whoa, 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 whoa wait, 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 stop, stop, one at a time. Let's address these one at a time, all right? So, gravity. You believe that we live on a spinning ball with oceans and upside down um, cruise, upside down cruise ships, right? And gravity is holding this on. Now, the question I ask for you is, um, what gravity are you talking about—Einsteinian gravity or Newtonian gravity? And it just—if you're not sure which one is uh, which—Newtonian gravity is the apple fell on his head in 1666, I believe. Interesting date. And um, he said, "Oh, mass attracts mass." Mass, and that's never been proven. They actually have to make up 96% dark matter and dark energy, which never has been seen or measured. But they say it has to exist or gravity isn't real. Therefore, it exists. That's, that's a fallacy, all right? So so the question I have is, um, and then and Newtonian gravity is the bending of space-time, which they recently switched. Now it's the bending of space-time. It's not mass attracting mass. So gravity is a theory. They admit it. I'm not saying it's a theory. They admit it's a theory. So let's talk about what gravity is. In the flat Earth system, um, in our world, the only true forces are electricity and magnetism. Both of them are brother and sister. They work together. You have electricity, there's magnetism with it. And the sun and the moon are the anode and cathode of the Earth free energy system. The Earth holds a negative charge. The salt water carries the current. The land is a salt bridge, and you have your battery. It makes a perfect battery. Tesla proved this. Um, you can pull energy out of the ether. Uh, this 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 world has you know, electrical charges. Now the earth has a negative charge, testable, measurable, scientifically provable. And when you come up off the earth, you're in a positive air. The air, the sky has a positive charge. While the earth isn't moving, negatives and positives attract. And they say down is down. Show me, you know, and 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 so buoyancy and density sort everything else out. If I had marbles, a, ping, a couple of ping pong balls and a helium balloon, in my hand and I held them over a pool and I opened my hand, the balloon's going to go up because it's less dense in the air. The marbles and the ping pong balls are going to fall into the pool because they're more dense than the air. The ping pong balls will sit on top of the water and the marbles will go to the bottom because they're le- they're more dense. The ping pong balls are less dense. Okay. So let's do a little experiment. So here we got some helium balloons tied to this wire, which is hooked up to a Van der Graaff generator. And we have just like a little button on the end and it's neutrally, it's just neutrally buoyant. Now, this wire is hooked up to a Van Graaff generator, and we're able to put a positive charge in here. We're adding a positive charge, and it goes down because the positive charge is greater. And then we discharge it, and it goes back up again, right? What happens if we put a negative charge into something? So here we have this tinfoil, and we put a negative charge into it. It goes up. Supports my theory. There's nothing that supports gravity. Okay? up is up for you, for me, for everybody, down is down, but left and right, forward and backwards are all relative to where you're facing, right? We're looking at each other right now, so my back is that way, your back is that way. okay? My left is that way, your right your left is that way. Um, so up is up, down is down. And this is how our system works. and it's scientifically testably provable, okay? Large bodies of water at rest lay flat. If we're on a ball, we're on a ball, something that goes away disappears behind that physical horizon. So my fingers disappear. I zoom in, can't see it. This is the physical horizon. But we don't have a physical horizon. We have an optical horizon. And the horizon is When you look up at the clouds in the sky and out over the water, the clouds will get lower and lower and lower and like 30 miles away, they they look like they're touching the water, but you know that they're not. It's just perspective how they go down. Okay. And, and when, when you look, so where they come together, that's the limit of your vision. That's just where, that's it. That's the limit of your vision. So when you look out over the water in all directions, you're seeing the same distance and that's a big flat circle. It's like putting your head in the middle of a hula hoop and the edge of that hula hoop is the limit of your vision. Well, that's a circle, but your programming tells you it's a sphere. Okay. So here's uh, some street lights. They're all they're just like the clouds. They're all the same height. You know it, but they kind of look like they're going down, but you know that they're not because you can touch them because you can see them because of your experience right? Your experience is all of these light poles are the same height. I can see that this road is level. because I've walked it. I'm not going uphill either way. And it looks like they're going down, but your brain tells you, no, they're not. It's just perspective. But scientism, your teacher told you that the earth is spinning and this is the sun going down. It's actually not going down. When you watch the sunset, you believe you're falling over backwards on a ball faster than the speed of sound. And that's what's making the sun go down. Okay. Side note. You know, with all the political correctness, there's certain words we're not allowed to say anymore. Right? Retarded is one of them. You know why they got rid of the word retarded? Because the heliocentric model is so retarded, they need to remove that of people's ability to say retarded. Okay, because it perfectly describes the nonsense that they teach us absolute and total retardation, right? Go ahead. How are you
1: gonna say a globe? We couldn't stand on a globe, we can sit on a spinning disc.
2: Oh, so, sup, sup. so here's another thing. When, um, great question. Thanks for asking. Um, so, most globe believers have no idea what their model is because if they did, they'd go, that doesn't make any sense. And then the other thing is, they've convinced us what flat earth is and they want us to believe that um you know flat earth is a is a spinning disk you, you google flat earth and what you get is um where is it you google flat earth and what you get is images like this right whenever they you know do a, a main hit piece they have a disk floating in space nobody believes that we live on a disk floating in space right nobody believes this this is what you know you google flat earth they're like oh look we're we're uh, we're a disc floating in space okay with other round planets no one believes that there's flat planets round planets or anything this is mixing two false models the heliocentric globe globular model which is scientifically provably impossible and a flat disc in space in a heliocentric space we don't believe that so what is the, what is the flat earth okay so let me ask you a question Yes, you can have a drop of water, but show me a gallon or more of water at rest that's curved. Water lays flat. They tell us the earth is 70% water, okay? They tell us the earth is 70% water, but where does that water start curving? Because we can see too far. Now, if the earth was a globe, which it's not, a six-foot-tall person standing at the edge of calm water, should see um, the water drop behind their eye level at just three miles. Because the curvature, uh, 24,901 miles around, would be a six-foot drop at three miles. So if you're six feet tall, you're looking three miles, the surface of the water will drop behind a physical horizon. But that's not not how it works. So we're going to get into, I know your next question, question is but let's let's get into um just get into this what the flat earth is so you can get away from this this disc world belief right so they tell us antarctica is a continent at the bottom of a ball right it's about 10 to thirteen thousand miles around they can't make up their mind okay they also tell us antarctica is the highest land on earth the, the plateau the average you know shoreline of antarctica is higher than the shoreline of america south america africa china it's higher. I always thought that was interesting. A little bit of truth, okay? Google images of Antarctica from space. You only get cartoons. There's no, and there's no, you know, other places you get photographs from high-flying aircrafts and balloons, not satellites. But there's none of Antarctica except of just the shoreline. So how is What What could Antarctica be? Maybe Antarctica is this. Here are all of the continents. They're all surrounded by water. But the water is surrounded by its container, Antarctica. Think of the world as a big lake, a lake in Kansas, okay? And let's say this lake is 25 miles around. Big lake, right? I'm on Long Island Sound. It's only seven miles across, okay? It's a big lake. And at the center of the lake is the North Pole. Big magnet there, magnetic mountain. And my compass will always point to the North Pole, right? So when I circumnavigate, here's the North Pole. Here's my compass, the needles pointing towards the North. I'm trying to push my compass West and West is a circle. Now this doesn't prove the earth is flat because it's the same on a globe. If you were one mile from the North Pole on a a globe or a flat earth, you went West or East, you'd come right back to uh, yourself at 6.28 miles later, you'd gone in a circle. Okay, I'm pushing this east, but east is a circle to maintain east. Now, watch this. I'm going to try to dead reckon west. So that stick is pointing west. I'm showing west on the compass. And if I don't correct to the north, watch the compass. It turns, and I'm heading south. South is every direction away. So what if this? we go back to the lake in Kansas? Okay, so this is the lake in Kansas, and we could sail around east and west. We can go north and then south. We can Then we say, hey, you know what? I'm going to go south, and I'm going to go south. By the way, that is south. That is south. Every direction away from the center is south, okay? Every straight line ends up going to Antarctica. So we go here. We get to the edge. We don't fall off a disc like they want you to believe flat earth is. We're at the shoreline. We climb up to the shoreline. the ground and we start hiking and we start hiking and we start hiking away right right again when you get to the edge of antarctica um here is the shoreline of antarctica right so we start hiking away and what do we find do we what do we find um i'm actually looking for something and I, i mixed up where i put it but um Let's say we're walking and we get 10 miles away, 20 miles away, 50 miles away. You can't see the lake at all. And then one day we come up um, to. where? I just lost the image I was looking for. All um, right. Sorry, I'm going to come back. Sorry about that. Um, we come to another lake. Interesting. So you get on a boat, and you go out in that lake, there's more islands. There happens to be a mag- magnetic mountain there. You're in a whole nother world. We might consider those other planets, other worlds, other civilizations could be there. That's a possibility, but it's scientifically possible, right? So another way is, um it, I had a great image. The world could be set up like this. Here we are. We live here. This white ring is Antarctica and out here, cross the plain, just thousands of miles away, not impossible light years away, which we'll get into. There's more land out here, more extra land, territory. So you have extra territory. Now, let me ask you a question. Put on your thinking cap. If somebody lived out here on the extra territory and they came to visit us in here, what might we consider
0: them? I would probably call them extraterrestrials from where from the outer space. Oh, that is good. Ryan, that's good. Ron. The
2: outer space. Now, so and I know you guys are uh, into um, some, I've watched a, a couple of your shows or skimming through some of your shows. You guys believe that there's extraterrestrials, that there's aliens. So the world's told, you know, you know, if the heliocentric model is true. It's a hell of a lot of wasted space. If we're the only ones here right? You yeah. with me. I believe um, there are. There has to be. be. Well, so this is what we're programmed to believe and in the heliocentric model, you have to believe that because it's very egocentric to think that we're the only ones, right? There's hundreds and billions and trillions and quadrillions. Yeah. These numbers, they never taught you to deal with them. So, so let's talk about um, let's talk about Space and and distances. The closest star is four and a half light years away, which is 25 trillion miles. That's the closest star. The other ones are magnitudes farther. So how far is that? Well, 25 trillion miles, okay? um, In a space vacuum, right? Right, the heliocentric model, nothing exploded, created everything. Cool story, bro, right? And then all of the rocks turned into spinning balls and all of the gases somehow accumulated into giant gas balls bigger than the Rocky balls because somehow gas could attract more matter. And and they got so big that they could hold on to all of the planets. Like our sun, 93 million miles away from earth can hold on to all of the planets, but ignores all of the moons. Only each planet could hold on to the moons in the ridiculous gravity model and, and leaves an infinite vacuum of space in between. So 25 trillion miles away, closest star. Okay. 25 trillion miles away. How long is 1 trillion seconds? Do you want to take a guess? Take a guess. No calculating. Just take a guess.
1: 31,000.
2: Thousand what? Years. You're right. You're the first person that got it right. Thank God it didn't offer you a Bitcoin. All right? <laughs> 31. So think about that. Think about the size of this. Thirty-one thousand years is just one trillion seconds. So I'm I'm using years just because people can can conceive it. I'm using time. Um, thirty-one thousand years is thirty-one thousand is one trillion seconds. The closest star is twenty-five trillion miles away. If you're traveling a mile per second for thirty-one thousand years, you got to do that twenty-four more times to get to the first star. And then you believe that somehow a planet orbiting that star, um, somebody flew here. And that's if they're at the closest one, flew here and crashed in Roswell. Or is it possible that these other worlds are here just 10, 20, 50, maybe even 100,000 miles away, 200,000 miles away, big deal, okay? Even a million miles away, which this is not a million miles, okay? And these could be other worlds right here upon, you know, right here within our Earth system. That is possible. Here's the thing. I'm not saying the world is set up like this. I'm saying we want the ability to go explore uh, the North Pole and the South, uh, the Antarctica, because Antarctica is off limits to everybody. Right. No corporation has challenged the Antarctic Treaty. Um, Nothing. And, you know, here here I'm going to show you another map. This is this is one's very interesting. Let's say, you know, another way to, to look at this, actually. Um, What if the world was set up like like this, right? So I'm going to go into the photos here. And here we go. So we live here in the center of this pond. This is the map I was just showing you right here. What if there's other ponds? Like this is Kansas. And you go walk, you know, whatever is ocean or whatever land. And then you get to another pond and another pond and another pond and you zoom out and these are other worlds all here across the earth plane here level within a giant system. It's also possible that it's just us. The creator created this place for us. We're at the center of creation and there's nothing else. I don't think it'll, I think there's more, but here's the question. I'm not going to claim that there is. I think there is. I think there's more continents here within our pond, okay? I think there's more continents um, just within our pond. So here's our pond right here, right? You know, some parts of these oceans are off limits. You don't go. There could be other continents out here, and GPS will never allow you to go there. They're off limits. So... Impossible space, impossible distances, you know, scientifically impossible, you know, high pressure next to low pressure without a physical barrier um, has never, ever been done. It can't be done. It breaks uh, every law of physics that there is. Um, and we, how do we have air adjacent to a space vacuum?
1: Speaking of, do you use GPS, by the
2: way? Absolutely. Yeah, you mean the ground positioning system that only works when there's populated areas near it, that doesn't work over the Southern Oceans, that doesn't work between California and Hawaii when you get 100 miles offshore because there's no land with any towers, that doesn't work over the Amazon jungle? You mean that GPS, the one that used to be called Loran, that they just put a graphic overlay over, the one that is, uh, you know, that one? Because, yeah, I use it. I use it on my car, my boat, my phone. Okay? But it doesn't work. When there's no populated land nearby. No. So satellites. Right. Remember the, I I showed you um, the, the, how we're corkscrewing through space, right? We're corkscrewing through space. Right. And somehow we believe that there's how many satellites up there. There's the, the, the number is, is out off the hook. Yeah. This is what they want us to believe that all these satellites are there. We're orbiting, spinning, corkscrewing, flying through space. But somehow, some satellite that's falling around the earth in space can mimic all of those motions, all of those speeding up and slowing down. And somehow NASA can track all of these, right? You know, if I go back into the app, this this will blow you away. Um if you go um if I hit the, where is it? Satellites. So I go to this satellite tracker, right? This is what NASA wants us to believe is going on in space, right? Let this load for a second. They want us to believe that these are all of the satellites that they're tracking. Look at this, right? And now if I turn out, they're also tracking the space debris. Now I've added the debris. They want us to believe that we're flying through space, right? Corkscrewing through and all of this stuff is being tracked. Okay, come on, this is like the dumbest crap ever, right? So when um, how to get out of there? Let me go back. All right, so back to satellites. Um, if you um, if you Google satellites from space, satellites from space. What you get is cartoons. There's not a single photo of a satellite in space. This is what you get. These are cartoons, right? They're absolute nonsense. We put a satellite up there. They never, you know, we get our, supposedly our TV and all of this stuff and communications. 99% of our um, communications um, throughout the world are done with uh, undersea cables, undersea fiber optic cables right and these actually prove that the earth is flat because on a globe santiago is very close to australia right cuz they're both at the bottom of the ball right so we got australia here and santiago here where my thumb is so you would just go whoop that would be the shortest you know run a cable there but they don't the cable goes All the way, ah, the cable goes all the way up, all the way up here, all the way over, and then all the way back down, okay? Makes absolutely no sense, right? And then you've looked up and you've seen satellites, right? That's why you believe in them. And because the guys in a bow tie told you, right? But let me ask you a question. This is a 747. See the engines right here? This is a 747 at cruising altitude. Could you see the engines on it? You could barely see the airplane. Okay. It's five miles up. Satellites are 50 to 250 times higher than this airplane. And you think you could see it and it's the size of one of the engines. Right. Yeah. You're seeing lights in the sky, but I don't know what they are. Okay. It's part of the earth system. Right. Right. The sizes of stars that they tell us, right? You know, they tell us, you know, our sun is this big and the earth is a BB next to it, right? And then they tell us, oh, the star Betelgeuse is a thousand times bigger than this. And then the the star so-and-so is, you know, a hundred thousand times bigger than Betelgeuse, right? They got stars of all different sizes. If that was the case, wouldn't we have all different sized stars in the sky? How come they're all the same size? How come they don't move? How come if you went out tonight drew a little sky chart of the stars that you see starting at sitting in a certain spot and then next year same night same time go out and look up every single star will be in the exact same place that's heliocentric impossibility okay
1: the stars have shifted
2: they have not they have not shifted okay so we're told that well the reason polaris doesn't move is because um, it's so far away that um, that you that you wouldn't notice it right But do you know are you familiar with the Georgia guidestones? Yes. So of course you guys you guys are looking at it. besides having <laughs> yeah. the New world Order and the marching plans and depopulation, we won't get into that there's a little hole right here in the center stone. And when you look through that hole, what do we see? We see Polaris and a time lapse of stars will spin around. Polaris never moves. It's been up for over forty years now. Heliocentrist cult leaders have two stories. One, it's so far away that there's no parallax. Two, well, the North Star hasn't always been there. We had a North Star four thousand years ago, or and then in four thousand years ago, we're going to have an- from now we're going to have another North Star. But we just happen to live in the time period where the North Star is there. Okay. Well, if that's true, which it's not. Over the last 40 years, um, the North Star should have moved almost a full degree. And that would, uh, a quarter of a degree would knock it right out of that hole. Okay? It would be gone. But it's still there. It hasn't moved. The pyramids, which I contend are older than, than Stonehenge, also have lines pointing to stars that are still in alignment today. They're not moving. Right? We're corkscrewing through space, and they have monuments like this. Right? Here's the sun. And it goes through all of these holes and it lights up this emblem on the ground, right? On 11-11 at 11-11 a.m. This is a war memorial on November 11th at 11-11 a.m. Every single year, the sun is exactly in alignment just for that one minute. And we're corkscreened through space like in a beehive galaxy where we can't model how three bodies can work in a a gravitational system. It doesn't work. You know, the three-body problem. They can do t- two bodies in a computer simulation, they can figure out where it's going to be forever. Add a third body, the entire thing goes into chaos mode. They can't figure out what's gonna happen next. Okay. Hmm. But we're in our solar system with you know 80 to you know, however many tons of moon, I mean sun, a sun, a moon, planets, and all of this stuff, and then hundreds of billions of stars and trillions of stars and trillions of galaxies, and nothing changes. Give me a break. Absolute and total insanity. Right when we chart the stars, the sun position every day at noon, it creates what's called an analemma. This is the northern analemma, and this is the southern because the southern makes a bigger one because the sun is actually moving faster in the south.
0: Wow, lots of it's a lot to take in, my friends. It's a lot of information, a lot of yeah. information really quickly trying to process. Trying to yeah.
2: process, <laughs> so um. Satellites also are are um, they're they're on balloons. You know, satellites are they used to be before we had rockets. Supposedly, um, they sent balloons up with stuff. Then all of a sudden, we had satellites that somehow fall around the Earth and never crash, and you know, go in, go in these impossible um, things. And then now NASA's saying, you know what? It might be cheaper just to put up balloons again, right? You know that NASA um, launches satellite balloons in Antarctica. There's over ten. There, there's tens of thousands of these things up there. Um, they can hold up to I think eight thousand pounds. They have balloons that are bigger than football stadiums, and they can control where they go. They can keep them over a uh, general area by uh, electrostatically raising them and lowering them into different air currents. Right. Satellites are balloons. They're crashing all over the world. And people are, you know, everyone's got their high def camera in their pocket and they take images of it. So, yeah, satellites hanging from balloons are real. They have nothing to do with GPS. Maybe maybe they're starting to integrate some of that. But there's dead spots in GPS. In Arizona, you lose your GPS. in the, Out in the middle of nowhere, right? Why is that? Satellites going around—they don't care what's underneath you, right? When uh, when you fly from California to Hawaii, your plane goes into approximation mode for eighty percent of the trip because there's no land with 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 uh, with uh, towers on them to do triangulation, right? You know how triangulation works, of course. So think about this: towers set in a certain spot on a non-moving Earth that works great for triangulations set, done by things that are going 17,000 miles an hour in every possible direction, falling over Earth, corkscrewing through space. And do you think that we can make calculations to where something is within a millisecond? You know, uh, how do they know that that satellite didn't move a little bit, right? It's all pseudoscience. It's not even pseudoscience.
0: It's retarded. And we're bringing that word back tonight. It is Uh, coming back, right? We're bringing it back.
2: You know we have um it, 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 in the one of my favorite uh um I call it flat smacking, I, it, it's actually not it well it's not even flat smacking in the in the app if you hit the shopping cart and you go to um, bold head shirt um, sweatshirts where is it this is um from my buddy Stefan, from the Deftones who's a full on flat earther where is it oh here where is it did I lose it um oh here it is. He, he, if you go, um, he's got these sweatshirts. One's called one says flat earther, but he has one that's called that's well, it's not even there right now. Um, well, it's on here somewhere. I can't, I can't pull it up right now, but it's called that's retarded. It's all the shirt says is that's retarded. Okay. <laughs> and people go, What's retarded? I go, The belief that you will live on a spinning ball. That's well, I regarded. told
0: I told Ryan today. I said I saw a shirt online the other day that I almost bought and just wore to, specifically for this interview that said "space is fake and gay."
2: <laughs> oh, that's a great shirt. I actually have it. I have it.
0: <laughs> you should have wore it. We could have I think that, I think that's from conspiracy music guru made that shirt. I it's think a, a you're right. One. I think you're exactly right. But no, man, this is it's a it's a lot of information oh. and. Uh, Listen,
2: so let's, let's get into why the lie, why would they lie about this? So before I became a flat earther, I was a, a, a conspiracy analyst and I was looking into lots of things and there's a lot of deceptions in this world. You guys know it for sure. And the problem is the problem is a lot of good researchers that do good research things like the secret space program and, and aliens and, you know, all sorts of stuff. They wrap their world, they wrap their research around a globe belief. And you know what? It still works because that's what they believe. But when they realize that extraterrestrials only make sense on a flat Earth, that um, that the secret space program is just a secret propulsion program that gets us across the flat Earth. OK, they're, they're probably using, you know, electrostatic free energy uh, systems. There's free energy everywhere. There's cars that run on water. They don't want us to know this stuff. OK. and and so. Before all of this, I believed in evolution. I believed, you know, nothing exploded and then lightning struck and created an amoeba that turned into a fish that grew legs, that climbed out of the water, found another sexy fish that did the same thing, had sex, had a monkey, and a monkey had a retarded baby that became a human. Okay? Okay? I believed all in evolution. I believed that, uh, you know, this is it. We're random accidents and whatnot, which is absolute insanity. Then when I actually found out that the earth is not from a big bang, that it's intelligently designed. I had to then succumb to it's intelligently designed. That means there's a designer. That means there's a creator. Now your idea, your relationship with who the creator is. That's I tell it that's everyone's personal journey. You get all people from all different things. Do you believe this or you're going to hell? There's a creator. Figure out the rest later by yourself. Okay. So the people that run this world, and I call them people liberally because they're just satanist, you know, monsters. Um, they don't want you in a position where you can't deny the creator, right? In the heliocentric world, you can go, yeah, God created the world and the whole universe, and He's here. Maybe He's far away, but you know. But in a flat, level plane, created Earth, we're at the center of creation, right? In school, they tell you how much of your brain do you use. right? That's what they teach us. That's the goal of school. They don't want you using your higher brain function. They don't want you connecting to nature. They don't want you connecting to a source. They, They calcify our pineal glands with poisons, right? They keep us sick. They shorten our lives. They don't want us to know that our thoughts create our reality, okay? Everything you guys have in your life is because of the way you think. This world system, the earth system, is conspiring to deliver every thought you have to you, good or bad, whatever you're thinking, keep thinking it and it's coming, okay? Keep thinking it, keep believing it, whatever you believe, your words are different than your beliefs. I want a million dollars. Your belief is that you'll never have a million dollars. That's what you're gonna get, okay? So, you know, I, I say, so So, the whole idea is, to make you feel insignificant make you think that you're spinning out of control in space where an asteroid's going to take you out at any second where we're running out of food food impossible right water falls from the sky stick a seed in the ground food comes out okay um we're overpopulated nonsense you can take every american family put them in a half acre in texas and there's still room in texas everyone in the world every family in the world could live in australia and half of australia would be empty okay it's we're running out of dinosaur juice. That's ridiculous. Okay. It's not, it's not dead dinosaurs and it's um the empty oil wells are full again, right? As we're gonna be paying ten dollars a gallon by next week. Yeah, really. Okay. So it's all about controlling us because if we all wake up tonight, they're finished. Right. I've woken people up to the other the deceptions, the big event that happened in New York and Boston and whatnot. And people just go right back to sleep. Because it doesn't affect them, but flat earth, the globe lie affects everybody every day. And when you find out that, Hey, you know, I'm not spinning out of control. I'm standing on a solid foundation. I'm part of the system and I have great power and nobody has power over me other than my imagination, right? Nobody has control of you. There's one law. Don't do harm to others. Period. That's it. That's it. The rest are made up nonsense. okay? and they don't want you to know that if everybody watches podcast tonight, right? Seven point eight billion people, which is also a lie. There's not seven point eight billion people.
0: Um, Let's go. Let's bring them in. Let them watch it. That's what I'm about.
2: So everyone goes, you know what? Hey, Dave's making a lot of sense. Uh, Governments are done. They're finished. They crawl up. We don't even know who they are because nobody cares. Right. The media shuts down. Corporate like so much. It would be chaos. But then the world would come together, and real, you know, free energy inventions will come out, and and communities will come together, and all of these bullshit jobs, you know, that people just spend their lives at doing nothing will go away. I mean, there's so much nonsense jobs, right? NASA is a jobs program. Okay, in school they give you uh, all. Well, what are you going to do with your life? You can be an accountant. You can be a business manager. You can work in retail. You can work in the food business. You can become a psychiatrist. You can, they, they give you this little narrow view, but they don't give you, um, they don't let you see what this world really is and what you can really be, right? And then those of you, those are the little kids that you know do have creative minds and are thinking and imagining, and that's what they're afraid of. They go, you should join SpaceX and NASA. And they reel these kids into these fake space programs. Okay? And it, it's literally a cult. So once you understand that and understand that space is fake, you don't believe we went to the moon. Please tell me that. Please tell me.
1: Absolutely.
2: We went to the moon? Yeah. <laughs> we went to the moon. Oh, man. Okay. So we went to the moon in in this and this thing that's made out of like paper mache and tinfoil. And they said they were worried about dropping a wrench and having it go through the wall. And this could separate, you know, our the pressurized cabin from the negative pressure, the zero pressure of, on the moon. This is an actual photo of the friggin' moon lander. You believe we went to the moon in that. This should be enough to say, you know what? I need to look into this more. Look at this thing. It's cardboard. Look at these fittings. Okay. The moon. Do you believe we went to the moon? That's usually my litmus test. I don't believe those pictures are real,
1: but I do believe we have been to the moon.
2: Well, I used to believe, you know what, they're hiding the real moon missions from us because there's aliens up there or something Um, and, and whatever. But, you know, this is what they want us to believe, that we went to the moon. These guys are jumping up and down. These guys are hanging from wires, okay?
1: I don't, I don't believe... I don't believe the videos and the photos like
2: that. I don't. Okay, believe. so do you believe this is fake? I believe that,
1: but I do believe they have gone. Through.
2: Why? Why do you believe that?
1: Uh, just space, trip. just because we have space
2: travel. you can literally take a flight now. So no, oh no, oh no, 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 don't, don't, don't go there. Okay.
0: Um, Let's see. Um, I can't take so, a flight. I can't afford it. William Shatter yeah, can take a flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Possible. So
2: so Michael Strahan, when he he supposedly went up, his quote was, it's surreal. I want to go back. It's surreal. No, it's unreal. Sorry. It's unreal. It's unreal. He's telling you <laughs> that it's unreal. Okay. Oh
1: my god!
2: He's telling you it's unreal. Now you
1: know, good and darn well. He is just saying it's amazing. It's
2: unreal.
1: You should experience this. Um, and he wants to go
2: back. Yeah, I'm just trying. I, I'm I'm stalling as I'm looking for. Um, <laughs> all right, so so let me ask you a question. Um, anytime there's an event, uh, I, I used to run a school. I, I used to run a school carnival. And we had to have an ambulance there. And we have a, um, a, a race at the beach. There has to be an ambulance there. There has to be ambulances everywhere, right? Uh, by, you know, because things, people could get hurt. William Shatner, that fat lying piece of crap, they shoot him <laughs> into space, okay? They slingshot him up into space, right? And then he's parachuting back to earth, right? And watch this thing. Look at this. It's going down, 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 down. Wait, will they show it going sideways again? Um, and then watch this thing. No, no, and it slams into the earth. Okay. Let me show you a better one. It slams into the earth. So here he's, he goes slung shot in space, many G's, floating for four and a half minutes where there's no video of him floating for more than three, two, two or three seconds. And then he slams into the earth, right? He slams into the earth. And then what happens? They, where's the, um, There's no ambulance. There's no medical people. They just let me uh, let me just jump forward here. Um, Yeah, so here here it is. Slams into the earth, and then they roll out the red carpet. There's a couple of reporters, not from news agencies. There, Uh, a couple of wives, Jeff Bezos, and everyone's high fiving. No medical workers. Nothing. Okay, and if you watch the video of him floating. Um, they're in a studio. They're hanging from wires or possibly they're on a zero-G plane. They did a couple of flights, but I think they actually had to bail because he couldn't handle the zero-G flight and they just redid it in a studio and they basically show you two seconds here and then three seconds here and then one second over here and then, you know, nothing nothing longer than two or three or four seconds, right? Where's, where's the ambulance? Where are they checking? He's just coming out, high-fiving. His acting is horrible, horrible,
0: <laughs> Look. okay? Look, if there's one thing that Captain Kirk can take, it's slamming into a planet without right. an ambulance right. around.
2: Right, right, right. And then and then, if you watch, watch any launch, it's all edits. Watch the number of edits, okay, before this thing even takes off. And look, it looks like a giant penis. So they're mocking us, okay? Edit, right? So, all right, here we go. Launch, edit, okay? Edit. It hasn't even lifted yet, okay? So we're on our fourth cut. Here's our fourth cut. Now it's going up. Like what what is this smoke thing? Look, and then there was a glitch right there. Watch what happens. I'll, I'll go back and show you. So, let me go back. Where is it? Okay. So, it's coming up. Watch right here. Boom. What is that? This isn't this isn't real. Okay? This this isn't real. That is weird. Yeah. I'll give you that one. That one's that's that's pretty weird. Let me um this is another one. I call this the two pack rocket because there's different types of fake rocket launches. There's um ones that never happen. There's ones that are balloons, and then there's ones that are holograms, like this. This is the projection. Okay. This is projection. It's all fake. Look at this cool little flame. This thing's going up. Like, like what what what's going on here? Right? And if that was lifting up those millions of pounds, the, the, the shockwave from the blast below it would, would shred everything. But watch what happens right here carefully. All of a sudden, the top of the rocket disappears. Okay. Let's go and look at it again. Hmm. It's not real. Now, one time during a NASA launch, we were looking at some photos of the NASA. Hold on. No, no, you can you can just make up excuses. This happened live. <laughs> it's the camera. Okay. And the, oh, it's the cameras. Re- reproduce that. So we found these weird lights. They were like, what are these big spotlights on NASA's lawn? And we zoomed in on a picture and we got a serial number or a name. And we looked up the company. It's a holographic projection company.
0: Ooh. Red-handed. Now we're talking Project Bluebeam. Yeah. Yeah. holographic, holographic aerial phenomenon. Right. Uh, and, H-A- and HAPs. I still
1: just, I just don't understand
0: why it's the cover
2: up. Like. So there one, let me show you one thing. So in my app, the flatter sun, moon and Zodiac clock app, if we go to the web button, scroll down um, right here is rockets are balloon, balloon rockets. Watch those videos, and you'll understand that it's all fake. It's all nonsense. Guess who owns all of the helium companies in the world and uses more helium than everyone else combined? NASA. NASA. What's going on there, right? A lot What's of birthday going on parties.
0: There? Whole a whole lot, 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 lot of birthday parties. A whole, a whole lot NASA's of birthday parties. NASA's a big company. They like to celebrate birthdays.
2: Yeah, well there you go. Very good. And that's why there's, you know, they demonized hydrogen um with the uh, Hindenburg and uh, they want everybody to believe that uh um you know that it's too dangerous and then they made a helium shortage so nobody can make uh rigid air airships like they used to have all over the world because then maybe we can go explore, you know, we don't need, you know, fuel and whatnot. <clears throat> this thing if it goes faster than Mach 3.2 or 2.3, it rips apart. This air aerodynamic, it has no paint on it because it gets so hot from the friction of the air. This thing goes Mach 25. It's got paint all over it, and it's not aerodynamic at all. There's like PVC piping going down the side. There's like there's like all sorts of insanity, um, insanity, insanity on it where, you know, and people just want to believe it. They just want to believe it. Um, here is, it weighs 4 million pounds. And look at it. It's blowing around like it's a friggin' bouncy house. You know why? Because it is a fucking bouncy house, right? <laughs> it is. No one's watched the space shuttle launch. The closest you can get is like 11 miles away. I look across Long Island Sound, seven miles. I can't see shit, okay? You're eleven miles away. You don't know what the hell they're launching, all right? And then if you uh, if you Google launch, you'll see this launch. This is a helium balloon. This is all nonsense with a fire with a. There's a light show on the bottom, and there's so many things wrong with it when you break it down. Um, It's unbelievable.
0: That thing is moving around like crazy, right? This thing goes 10
2: times faster than this thing. And the paint doesn't burn off. Hmm. hmm. Right. It's absolute insanity that people, people believe this stuff. Right. But when That's you, when you, when we watch a launch, when we watch the launch go up. They all go up and they go right out into the Bermuda triangle and they're out of sight and they crash into the ocean. And they show us a cartoon going to space the mood the, the you know the the you know Werner von Braun you know who Werner von Braun
0: is uh he was one of hitler's top scientists that we brought over to, to run uh, nasa
2: yeah to, to run nasa
0: right <laughs> he wrote a book in
2: 1957 called project mars right about a guy a group that went to mars led by a guy named elon elon yep isn't that ridiculous Here's Elon's Mars rocket that he says he wants to make pointier. (laughs) Okay. Just to show you, I'm going to show you something and you're not going to believe it's real, but go do some research and you'll believe, you'll understand that it's real. So I'm going to show you an unedited Elon Musk rocket launch. Okay. Um, If I could find it, of course. And this, again, this is unedited. Where the hell did it go? Um, Maybe it's under rockets, rockets. I gotta redo this. Um, So here it is. This is Elon Musk shooting his rocket up a test flight that's going to go to Mars. Look at this crappy little thing, right? This weighs, it weighs 40,000 pounds empty but it's full of fuel right now. So edit, edit, Now look how slow it's going. Look at this little flame is lifting this thing up and all this smoke. Now there's no smoke, okay? Now look, far shot. Now we got a close shot. Now think about the camera angle from the ground. It doesn't look that high. Now we have the the shot, it's getting higher. But look, now if it was that high, how would we see the side shot? Look at this and we're going up higher. And now the engines are off. Now it's free falling. Now look at the smoke coming off of it. How fast is this thing moving? Now watch after the next edit. It's going even slower. Ready? And look at the smoke. This is free falling. Look at it. Use your brain. Now look how high it is all of a sudden. Look how high it is. And somehow we can see a side view of it like this. Now, the engines are going to come back on. Three engines. Look how high it is again. Three engines are going to come back on. And it's magically going to flip upright. The cameraman's going to do a super stunt and get right underneath it. And two of the engines are going to go out. Ready? Edit. Now the cameraman's underneath it. And two of the three engines are going to burn out because they can't even get their little fireworks right. Right. And this thing with this little engine, which is crooked coming down. You can see that we're not moving fast. CGI smoke. And it's going to land upright. If you believe that's real. I can't help you. But this is what they showed us is real. That's a lot of edits. That's a whole lot of. Uh... You ever see the Harrier jump jet? You know, it's got four. You know, things balancing it and drones. This has got one. It's upright, and they're, they're landing these things upright. It's so retarded. This stuff that they're doing, and um, and uh, and um, Elon, you know, landing his upright rockets on ship, on drone ships. No, drone ship means nobody's on it, right? And every time it lands, the camera go blanks out. And all of a sudden it lands. I got to make a compilation of those landings. They're actually hysterical.
1: I was just gonna say, just because they edited the video that way doesn't mean that was like what was happening. You
2: know. This is forty thousand pounds free falling. This isn't edited. Is this real? Is this falling? Look at the smoke. This this is nothing. This is nonsense. And you're making excuses for him because you don't want to let go of your belief system. Your belief system has zero facts.
1: It explains everything. Just because you say gravity isn't real doesn't mean it isn't real.
2: What is going on here? How does this thing land upright? How does this thing land upright? How did this camera get underneath it?
1: This right. This right here
0: of course that's crap this is what they're showing us but that's my thing like why would they if 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 they're doing it why would they not just use the actual footage
2: because they're not doing it that's the whole thing they're not doing it right here's another launch that you know that went wrong and it went sideways watch what happens right this is just another helium thing and it, it went sideways like what the hell happened so again it's gonna edit and do it again right and then the cameraman's like uh uh and doesn't know where to go so he points out like well well, the next shot is supposed to be over here and they were, they were launching a fake rocket you know a rocket where is it where is it oh here it there it is here it is this is a helium balloon with a little firework underneath it okay and then they show you this and now we're in space And all of a sudden, the thing starts falling apart too, right? And then they cut back to the launch pad, and that's all you get to see. Okay. This is just nonsense. There, there, there's nobody has ever been in a rocket going up to space other than a stuntman trying to jump over a
0: canyon. Yeah. Evil can evil, baby. Yeah. Good for you. Right. Right. Yeah, that's but
2: here's a real rocket. This is the go fast rocket that was launched in Arizona by a bunch of amateurs and it went straight up and it had an uninterrupted, uncut feed. Okay, a camera pointing down and another camera pointing sideways. It went up 72 miles and then it hit something. It went kerplunk and it went into a thicker medium, it seemed. Okay, and that's interesting in itself, but when it turned on its side, all of a sudden, this camera got a view across the Earth plane, and you can see the moon right there. That's the moon. Look at the flat flat Earth. That's the moon. Zoom in on it. It's the moon.
1: the Earth curving.
2: So you say that's the Earth curving. Again, sure. When, when we look at this, hold on. That doesn't look curved. And by the way, it bows and flexes because of the way the camera lens works. But that's not the issue, okay? It's flat. But here's the moon, okay? Well, we're in Arizona. The sun is here. Arizona's over here. The moon is over Australia. So here's Australia here, and here's Arizona here, okay? How the hell... Are they seeing the moon down here? The only way that works is if the Earth is a flat plane. Hmm. Ron, what you got? Got nothing. Got nothing other than excuses. We (laughs) see the moon.
1: But they're in space.
2: No, they're not. They're just up high. You seventy-two miles up, seventy-two miles up, and the moon is a tiny little dot. It's amazing. Why does the moon look so big from the ground? It's because it's all, that's a whole nother rabbit hole to go down. The optics of how we see the sun and the moon from the Earth, right? Right. When when we 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 if we put a balloon up, um, we get balloons up to about one hundred twenty-seven thousand feet. Um, the Earth should be spinning a mile, a thousand miles an hour below it. But here is the Earth. It's just staying there. It's not spinning 1,000 miles an hour, right? And the sun's right here. It's right there. And it's local. It's lighting up. See it's lighting up this part of the Earth? If, the, if it was 93 million miles away, it would light up the whole thing. But it's a local light. It's right here. But the people on the ground see the sun a lot closer than this height. Go look at the sun or the moon during the day sky. The moon's in the day sky. You'll see it tomorrow at the end of the day. Um, it's there. You can see blue sky behind it. Ask me what the sun and the moon is. I don't know. I can't touch it or measure it. And neither can you. But I can measure those street lights going down the road. And I can tell you that they're level, but they sure look like they're going down.
0: <laughs> That's a whole different episode. What is yeah. the moon? What is the moon?
2: So, So here's what I have for you. Listen. You're, 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 your brain is scrambling to protect your childhood beliefs because you don't want to admit that your entire life is a lie, right? But once you do, life is only going to get better and then you're going to start to figure more things out, okay? So I want you to get my app. It's called the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app, right? It'll show you how everything works, right? Every day, there's a new featured video here. All I ask is while you're having your breakfast, your coffee, whatever, click this right here and watch the daily video every day for two weeks. At the end of that two weeks, if you can come up with one globe proof, I'll give you three Bitcoins. But before you do, you have to hit the frequently asked questions button and up comes all of the questions that you're going to have. Hey, what about eclipses? Which, What about the tides? What about seasons? What about boats over the horizon, right? If I hit ships over the horizon, up comes a playlist of videos that Google's hiding from you. And these videos will show you how boats don't go over the horizon, right? It all has to do with the angular resolution limits of our eyes, right? I'm surprised you didn't come up with that one. And then also on the web button, there's all sorts of stuff. By the way, your interview will be right here under under uh, interviews. Nice. But um, there's all sorts of stuff. But if you hit the mud floods button, you'll learn a little bit about our history. Tataria, right? Tataria, amazing, mind-blowing stuff. If you uh, want something longer, hit this. There's some great videos here, great movies here. And turn off Netflix, watch a movie at night, and then you'll be like, I never thought of that, right? Here's the thing your ignorance. I was ignorant. We were all ignorant. And ignorant doesn't mean that you're stupid. I'm not calling you stupid at all. I'm calling you ignorant because you don't know what that you don't know. That's ignorance. I didn't know that I didn't know, right? I don't know what the moon is, but at least I know that you think the moon is a spinning a rock that's falling around the earth that never turns that's rotating actually is rotating, but we never see the backside of it. You believe it's 238,000 miles away. If you knew that distance, if you knew that, that they told us that, but it's not, it's right here within the earth system, right? You can see the, the, um, What's the name of that crater, the 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 big the big crater on the bottom of the moon. You can see it with your naked eye. It's like the biggest crater. Um, and it, it's only 40 miles wide. 40 miles wide. I think it's 40 miles wide. Go on Google Earth, draw a circle 40 miles wide, and then zoom out as high as Google Earth will let you, which isn't very far at all. You can't see it. Right? There's no way our I could see something 40 miles wide at 238,000 miles away. The angle that once you do the actual real science and start looking at these things, um, you'll never, you'll you'll be like, why did I ever believe that? And you believed it because you were told, right? Also, great videos, great, great stuff here. This is my homeschooling section. Take some time, watch this stuff, and try to debunk it. And then you too will lose the respect of your family and friends because you'll be a flat earther. <laughs> okay? And also, on, on the app, I don't... You have my app?
0: No. no. You don't I have don't. my
2: app? Come on. Nope, sure don't. So, so the app has a, what's called the friend finder on it. And um, it's just loading for a second. These are all of the flat earthers that are near me. Yes. I could, I could tap on a, on one of them and, and send them a message. I could look at people's profiles. <clears throat> I could send a group message out to everybody within 50 kilometers, which is 392 people. Then I'm having a meetup at uh, Rico's Bar and Grill um on saturday and all these people show up we did it it's amazing people are are making business connections romantic connections best friends um because everybody every one of these dots is um the coolest smartest person that is aware that we're living in a big lie oops
0: i like it i like it yeah flat earth facebook twitter baby big
2: brother (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> well no
2: the, also just, just another thing on the app um first your phone could obscure your location say never show my exact location on the friend finder they only put me within five miles where i actually am when you move somewhere the app does not update your location until you tell it to update your location so as far as tracking you it's the absolute worst tool ever okay Awesome. Your, your your calculator app is tracking you more than this
0: thing is. Okay. Right? I would track my Facebook statement to you.
2: No, no, it's all right. And listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm very sensitive to it. And then if you still like, I don't want it on my phone, you go into the settings in the app, you say remove the friend finder and it removes it completely and it's gone. So you don't hmm. have it. So anyone anyway, has a problem. The app is $3, one-time charge. You get all the stuff I showed you. Um, but if you want to send messages, if you want to use the viewer profiles or view profiles, or use the weather app, you have to pay $11 for the year. Okay, 11 bucks. It's like you're buying me a margarita, and you're forgetting <laughs> to tip the bartender. Okay? So you don't have to subscribe, but it helps you if you do subscribe. Need I need people to subscribe because the app actually, if you're using the friend finder and stuff, costs me more than $3 per person.
0: Yeah, I understand that. I understand yeah. that. Anything you try to create, just like with this podcast, you put way more in it, especially early on than what you're getting back from it. So, So, listen, I was you. I
2: refuse to look at the stuff. I ban people from our social media for even suggesting that I look at a flat earth video. Of course, boats over the horizon, seasons, right? I hit the seasons button. We don't have time to do it now. Just watch that. And you're like, huh, seasons actually prove that the earth is flat. That makes no sense on a globe Earth. the whole tilted ball thing makes no sense okay um and once you start once you see it everything will change everything will change i refused i said no way and here i am i I left my own company i had a super successful company my own company um and i left and uh here i am talking to you and you believe we went to the moon (laughs) jesus
0: (laughs) i have one word i'm thinking of we, we are okay. we we one word it is we yeah one word One, one word. word. it's that band one yeah.
1: i keep getting the same word going through my head
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know but 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 again we we've been we've been going at it for an hour and 20 minutes Wait, and well, you haven't come up with a single glow proof yet well, just just, uh,
1: you haven't proven to me that it's flat you just say gravity's not real well right? no i i can okay. show you that oh, we can okay. see
2: too far we can see we can see too far right And if we can see too far, that means the horizon's not physical. That means the Earth is not a ball. We have infrared cameras now that we can see things that are so far away um, that the Earth would have to be a thousand times bigger than they tell us, right? Let me show you one more here. This is um, a spot in Allouge, France, and we're looking out over the water. And out here is Mount Canegou, 175 miles away. Well, at that altitude, according to the Globe Math, the top of Mount Canegou would be almost a mile below the curve of the Earth. Okay. Well, we can't see it. Must be true. Well, you don't actually see me. You see the light that's bouncing off of me. If I turned off all the lights in the room, you wouldn't see me. Well, the light that's bouncing off of Mount Kanegu can't push through the thickness, the soup of the atmosphere, and it just doesn't reach your eyes because it's not bright enough. However, the sun migrates in between the two tropics, six months out, six months in and twice a year it lines up with the viewer and Mount Kanegu. and when it does it backlights Mount Kanegu. and all of a sudden you can see it and the top of Mount Kanegu right there should be over almost a mile below the curve but it's there it's not a mirage it's actually there we can see the entire mountain where the top that the top should be Almost a mile below the curve. It's there. I just proved to you that the earth is not a globe. Your turn.
1: Clouds on the horizon.
2: This is Mount Kanagu. Do the research. Look at it. The shape is the right, the positions right, the peaks are the right. Everything. It's here and you can see it twice a year. Hmm. Okay. We can do simple calculations. This is called a black a black swan. Well, we know these oil rigs aren't aren't moving. We know this oil rig is only 9.4 miles away. We know the cameras a foot off the water, a foot off the water. There should be no more water visible past 1.2 miles away, say two miles away. Okay. Cause the curve should drop, uh, uh, should drop below that. Well, there should be 59 feet of curvature here, but not only can we see the rig, we can see the water for dozens of miles beyond the rig. That proves there's a video of this showing it clear and zooming in and zooming out. Um, we can see the surface of the water, and you know what the globe cock excuse is? Is that the water is refracting up and stopping right at your eye level, and then the water in the front also is refracting up, stopping in the eye level. Ignoring the uh, ignoring, it's like it's all it's it's like retarded answers. Okay, there's not give me a better word. I'm sorry. Okay, there's no more descriptive word for. What I call globe cultist excuse excuses right? Remember I was talking about the distance of our our vision is where the sky and the ground meet and then if you zoom in, you can increase you know, like you know here's the sky and here's the ground and in the distance they come together and that's the limit of your vision. You can't see past that on the ground. but if you zoom in, you can make the space between my hands bigger and then you can see farther until it comes back together. That's the limit of your vision. So we look out on the water. And so here's our horizon. There's no boat out here. So we zoom in. And as we zoom in, we make the horizon bigger and bigger. And what do we see? Oh, there is a boat there. Okay. Because it's beyond our ability to see. So now I'm going to zoom out. And you're going to watch this boat disappear from the bottom up. But the problem is these little waves in the foreground are going to hide the entire boat and it disappears from the bottom up, and then it disappears. Now, a globe person would say, well, it went over the curve. That's why you can't see it. They don't understand the angular resolution limits of our eyes. They don't understand anything. This boat, no, well, the boat's not as far enough away, right? You don't know how far it is, but you said it went over the curve. When we say no, you can zoom it back in, you now claim that it's not far enough away. It's just excuses, 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 Okay. It's unbelievable, you know, you know, and then, you know, here, one of the, um, one of the, um, one of the ways to prove the earth is a globe would be to circumnavigate Antarctica. Okay. Right. So in Antarctica is 10 to 13,000 miles around, you should be able to sail a boat around it in a certain amount of time. The last person to try it is Captain Cook. And he went, um, it took him three and a half years and he went over um sixty thousand miles okay sixty thousand miles right and that's because he wasn't whoops he wasn't going over the he wasn't going around a little continent at the bottom of a ball. he was going all the way around right? The equator is only 24,000 miles around. So as you go below the equator, it gets tighter and tighter. It should be less and less, but it's more and more. The Southern Oceans are bigger. I got to here. We're just going to go a little longer. Um, And one more thing, and then I'm going to let you go. All right. Okay. (laughs) Sounds great. So what do you think um, if you are in an airplane? no, No, not in an airplane. So here we are. We got our northern hemispheres at the top, southern hemispheres on the bottom. I try to get the green parts out of the screen here. Um, if you're going from any northern location to any other northern location, any northern location, any northern location, would you ever need to fly below the equator to get there? No, you shouldn't. No. Nobody ever does. You're correct. No flights between any northern airports ever cross the equator. Would the same be true for southern flights going from southern location to another southern location?
0: Should be the same. Yeah,
2: but it's not. Okay, it's not. So when you when it when you fly from Santiago to Sydney, it goes all the way up to the United States, all the way across, and all the way down. And if you go want to go to Western Australia, it goes all the way up, all the way over to friggin' China and Japan and Singapore and down. Well, let's look at Western Australia right here. Straight line, straight up, across China, Japan, Singapore, down. It's a straight line. So let's look at the equator and some flights. Okay. This flight here goes all the way up to Singal. And then all the way back down, the equator's right here. Why is it crossing the equator? Well, that's because it's a straight line and it crosses the equator twice. Look at another one. This one stops in California. Why does it go all the way up here and then all the way back down? Why didn't it just fly across? Because this is where the people wanted to go. Well, here's the trail, pretty much a straight line. Have to stop here for fuel because it's far right hmm. look at another one then I'm going to show you something even more interesting hmm. right why are they going all the way up here and all the way down it's a straight line right sometimes on airplanes there's emergencies someone's having a baby somebody died whatever they got to land immediately okay here's one um Where they diverted, they were going from uh, New York to Hawaii, and they diverted to Seattle, which is like a 1,000 miles out of the way. And if you look at the timing of all of this, when it happened, where they were, how did they get to Seattle in like 10 minutes? And the answer is because Seattle's right on the line of where they're going. Hawaii, New York. Seattle's right there. But they told everybody, well, this is where they're going, but why did they land there? Let's look at another one. Right? Here's one, and they landed in Moscow. Look where Moscow is. Way the hell out of the way. That's a huge amount of space. Well, look at the flight. Moscow's right on the line. Okay? Right? Sometimes emergencies happen, and, okay, all flights take these paths, okay? And then the argument, you know, when you start looking at this, you go, well, Santiago to Australia is too far, and, uh, whoops. so. If you want to learn about flat earth, don't Google Flat Earth because you'll just get nonsense. Whoa. Um, you'll just get you'll get absolute nonsense, you get propaganda, and you won't find anything. The the app breaks the algorithm, algorithms. It's the flat earth, sun, moon, and zodiac clock app. Um, there's a fake one out there on Google Play. Um, there's people that could get confused with the friend finder. It's called the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. You can find the links at flat You can book me for an interview at flat earthdave.com. You can find all my videos, free videos, the the crash course videos, um, all of that's for free at flatearthdave.com. But if you really want to learn, uh, get the app, take the challenge, but watch the video every day and uh, that's hard to hit the frequently asked questions. And then um, you too will uh, wake up to this world and you'll start seeing the amazing place that we live in. And then you'll start understanding um, why they're lying to us. Because if everybody woke up to flat earth, they're finished they have no control over us. We'll start using all of our brains. We'll start taking back our freedoms. Maybe we'll start migrating to other lands. Who knows? Who knows what could happen? But they they need us to be these uh, worker slaves that believe uh, that we're running out of everything and there's shortages and um, you know, that there's not total abundance. They don't want us to know the power that we have. They're hiding God. They're hiding more land. They're hiding who we are. are they're hiding our potential. They're, excuse me. They're hiding everything.
0: Now that I can totally get on board with completely 100%. But Dave, we appreciate you very much. Uh, There's a lot of evidence and it definitely gives the audience out there something to think about, something to ponder. And guys, you guys go check out Flat Earth Dave's app. Look into some of this stuff. And uh, just like we say on this show all the time, We're not here to force opinions. We're here to have conversations and allow you to open your minds and check these things out for yourself. So I ask you to do that. Dave, thanks again for coming on. We appreciate it so much. Ryan, love you, brother. Good job.
2: Thank you, you, Dave. All right, man. Thanks. Good luck. Yeah, you too.
0: (laughs) And until next time, we'll see y'all later. Thanks.